Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that it is a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, that it, it guides us. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces us where we need to be pierced. And it, it uh, cuts asunder. Oh, Lord, I pray that uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit, who lives within us, that you might convict us this, uh, this day. Uh, just where we need to repent, just where we need to uh, ask for forgiveness, just, Lord, work and come mightily uh, in our midst. And we thank you for your presence, that we don't even have to pray for your presence, Lord, because we know from your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you're in our midst. And we thank you for that this morning. We thank you, Father, for your, your closeness, that we can cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father, uh, and that we can crawl up into in your lap as a child would crawl up into the lap of his father and, and cry and weep and call upon you because, Lord, you really do minister to us and you do hear our prayers and, and you care for us. Oh, Lord, just fill us with your love that you have towards us. May we find rest and peace and encouragement. We might be free from worry that we might cast all of our cares upon you. Oh, God, give us grace to do that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Romans, uh, Romans chapter 8. And uh, we have been uh, working our way through the book of Romans. And uh, <clears throat> if I can find the book of Romans, we'll... <laughs> ah, but uh, Romans chapter 8. Particularly this morning, we, we want to look at verse 17. It says, if children, and we are, he says, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Next week, Lord willing, we will look at suffering. Everybody likes suffering, right? Amen. <laughs> Uh, because if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. Hallelujah. So, uh, don't, uh, anyway, we'll look at that. That's next week. But uh, this morning, we want to talk about uh, uh, just being heirs of God and what that means. Remember, Romans 8 is designed, I think, to prove and to tell us the certain uh, salvation of all that believe that our salvation in Christ is secure. He even begins, does he not, with uh, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Amen. Because it's true. No condemnation. No condemnation. Hallelujah. Christ was condemned uh, on our behalf. He suffered the punishment. And also we saw that we've been set free from the law of sin and death. And I won't go over this. You can go back and get other uh, sermons in, from the past because we'd be all day. Uh, also we saw uh, that we have the indwelling, life-giving spirit in us. And uh, this spirit dwells in us and brings life to us. And uh, he secures that life. We are kept by the power of God. Uh, through faith unto salvation. First Peter 1, 5 tells us. And so 
This indwelling spirit empowers us to live the Christian life. And it's a contradiction, really, as I read one man said, to say uh, that those who have the spirit of God in them should die. And think about that. We have the life-giving spirit in us. How can we die spiritually? We can't because we have his spirit. And so these are promises and, and things that Paul is telling us to encourage us. Last week, we looked at uh, adoption and what adoption means. That we're all a family. Do you realize that? We're all a family, all of us here. Amen. We're sisters and brothers in Christ. And, and in some ways, that's more powerful than sisters and brothers in the flesh. Amen. Because I know... When some people come to Christ, their family abandons them, especially if you're a Muslim. But you know what? When they leave that family, they enter into a whole other family of believers. Hallelujah. And so, think of that. And uh, God, is, God is good. So this is a marvelous doctrine, this doctrine of adoption. And I'll try not to preach it again. Uh, <laughs> but it is, it's just so wonderful. And uh, as we saw last week, Ephesians 1, 4, and 5, not only has God the Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, but he has in love predestined us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Also in Galatians three twenty six, it says, you're all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. And so we become his adopted children by faith in Christ, by trusting in Christ. Also, in adoption, we saw uh, that uh, adoption, God does three things. He gives us his name, Revelation 3.12. He sanctifies us by his spirit, uh, in, uh, by his divine nature who is in us. That's 2 Peter 1.4. And uh, he infuses his spirit uh, in us, the spirit uh, of holiness. And he makes us humble and he... He makes us uh, gracious as he is gracious. And we have the blessed fruits of the Spirit uh, that uh, we can live by. And uh, also we, we find that uh, he has sent forth his Spirit into, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We looked at that and what that means. He is our daddy. And Jesus himself prayed, Abba, Abba, Abba Father, Abba, Father. Daddy, Father, and uh, this is in the present tense, and so this means it's a continual crying. We can go to our Daddy, Father, any time of the day and cry to Him. He, wa he wants us to cry to Him. He wants us to uh, uh, trust in Him and to lean upon Him. And we see this intimate relationship that we have with Him. And this relationship is a, it comes from a sense of need, does it not? Yeah. Say, uh, if you're, if you're uh, self-sufficient, uh, then there's no need to cry. And I would just say, how much are you crying? Because if you're crying little, you're self-sufficient. If you're crying much, you're very sufficient. Uh, uh, you need Christ. So I just ask you, how much am I crying to him? You know, you think you would think a strong, powerful Faithful man would not cry to God because he's got it. No, it's just the opposite. Jesus cried all the time to the Father, talked to him. So it shows strong faith, not weak faith. 
feel what I'm saying? So how much do we cry, Daddy, Father, Daddy, Father, because uh, we need Him. We need Him desperately. We're totally dependent on Him. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, I, uh, from a, apart from me, you can do nothing. But you know what? We get that confused. We think, apart from myself, you know, I can do everything. You know, I can do everything in myself. I'm not saying that correctly, but uh, yeah, that we that we're self-sufficient, that we really don't need him. But we really do need Him much more than we realize sometimes. We are totally dependent upon Him. Totally dependent. Why? Without Him, you can do nothing. And yet we think we can do everything. So we need to pour out our hearts to Him. This is a, a, a natural thing. This is... This is uh, 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 just a simple cry, help, help. That's what, when you, when you ran to your daddies, why, why? Because you needed help, right? And you'd crawl up into, your, into his lap and just hug on him and love him and feel secure and you would feel loved by him. And that's what God is saying to you. You don't, you don't come with big fancy words. I mean, you don't have to pray like the preacher and get every phrase. And no, God looks at the heart. God looks at your heart. And sometimes all I can say is, God, help me. Just help me, God, help me. Dear Father, help me. You ever, you ever find that, that that's all that comes out? Because he looks at the heart. He can come with our, when our griefs and our tears and our skin knees. Because we really are needy people. Did you know that you're even worse than you think you are? Isn't that encouraging? Not really. No, it's not. But yes, it is. Why? Because His grace is greater Amen. Hallelujah. than all your sins. So that's why we can cry out to Him. Because we are needy people. Well, here I am preaching the uh, last week's sermon again. But it's just such a powerful message. No, Abba assures us of his love and readiness to hear us. And uh, wow, what a wonderful, wonderful father we have. Do we live as though our heavenly father delights and enjoys us? Do we live as though our heavenly father delights in us and enjoys us? Think about that. That's big. We need to believe it because he really does. Or do we still live like an orphan? You know, we're no longer orphans, Paul says, but we're sons and daughters now of the Most High God. Someone, someone said this, and I like it. We need to believe, this is one of those things you can kind of write down, you know, in your Bible that, you may never, may never ever look at it again or something, but you write it down anyway and you put it in the margin and 10 years later you'll find it and it'll, it'll thrill your heart. This is one of those things. We need to believe the Son of God 
became the Son of Man in order that the sons of men might become sons of God. That's pretty good, isn't it? We become sons of God. He became the Son of Man so that we might become sons of God. And by adoption, here it is. We are heirs. We are heirs. What does it mean to be an heir? H-E-I-R, I think that's how you spell it. Spell it, I'm not too good at but I think that's it. We're heirs. What does it mean to be an heir? It means a lot. How would you like to be the, the heir of uh, somebody named somebody real rich, you know? Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller. <laughs> How would you like to be the heir of, of some wealthy, 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 wealthy? Let me tell you something. You are. Much more. Much more. <laughs> yes, much more. Much more. Much more. And we need to believe that because it's true. We're heirs. Next week we're going to look at we're heirs of suffering, but that's next week. But we're heirs. We're heirs of God. We're children of the Most High God. And what is this estate? What do we inherit? What do we inherit? You know, a lot of inheritance uh, that people will put back for their children, uh, they never get it. Why? Because lawyers come, I hope there's no lawyers in here, I don't know. <laughs> All lawyers aren't bad. No, we won't go there. But, uh, and, and I believe that. I, all, there are some great lawyers. And, and I have Christian friends who are lawyers. and They're they even judges now, so I'm not picking on lawyers. Except a little bit. But... <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, they think they have inherited all of this, and yet they come to find out that there's another will, and everything's been changed. Or somebody comes along and steals it, and they don't get their inheritance. But you know what? The promise of God is that ain't going to happen to us when it comes to our inheritance. You understand that? There is no chance that you will not inherit what God has promised you. You're going to inherit all of it. Hallelujah. Every bit of it. Not just, not just one little promise here and over here. Uh, uh, Barbara gets one of these promises, but over here Janine gets another promise. No, no. All the promises are ours. We're rich beyond belief. But it's not the riches that we would think are Valuable. Why? Because in Revelation we read, like the man, uh, one of those St. Peter jokes. You remember the St. Peter <laughs> And some of them are good, some of them aren't. But uh, this one, you know, this man comes up to St. Peter and, and he's got this big old sack on his shoulder. And St. Peter says, well, what you got in the sack? And he says, uh, let me see what you got. And he lays down and it's just full of gold. And St. Peter says, why would you give... Uh, a bring street pavement to heaven. You know? Something that we would consider valuable here on this earth, they're going to be jewels and, and, and streets of gold. Now whether it's literal or not, I believe it is, but it may not be. But what is, what is God saying? It's nothing in comparison to what 
is going to be in heaven. What is valuable here is not going to be valuable there at all. And, and, and it's going to be so much better than we can ever imagine or think. That's what we inherit. And what is, let's just, we'll, we'll see some of that as we, as we go through this. But uh, we're heirs. We're heirs. Uh, remember years ago there was a, there was a, a movie or actually, it was a series on TV. It was called The Millionaire. I love that show. I don't know if you can still get it on cable or not. But uh, there was this, this rich, rich, rich man that just gave a million dollars tax-free to people that he didn't uh, know. And it was really interesting in how some of them would, would, uh, wouldn't believe it. You know? No, who would do that for me? I'm such a bad person. Why would... Well, I'm sorry, here it is. Well, I don't believe it. And they'd throw the check in the, in the garbage can or, you know, and then, and, uh, but every series was different. But you know what? We're millionaires. Amen. We're millionaires. Millionaires, millionaires, millionaires. We just got to, we've got to understand that because we're loved that much. You know, a million dollars can be good or bad. And some of those stories in The Millionaire, it wasn't good. It ruined their lives. People that win the lottery can ruin your life. But, uh, but we're heirs of God. We have all the rights and privileges of natural sons because we're heirs. And you know what? It ought to transform our thinking in the way we live. It should transform our thinking in the way we live in our actions in life because we're loved that much. You're loved so much more than you can ever imagine by your father. Why? Because of the inheritance that he's given you. Remember, you were adopted not because you were beautiful. Now, I know some of you have, you know, have a hard time with that because you think you're so beautiful. But he didn't. While we're his enemies, he adopted us. While we were shaking our fist in his face, he adopted us. Wow, this is, this is love beyond belief here. This is really, really incredible. This is an inheritance that we cannot purchase. We can't work for it, but we obtain it because we're his son's and we're his daughters. And it's secure because we're secure. It is secure because we are secure. John 10, 27. He didn't call them sons and daughters here. And Jesus said, sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. And I give. That's one of the things we'll inherit. Eternal life to them. And they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Do you believe that? Because it's true about you. It is really true about you. What are we heirs of? Well, we've just seen eternal life. We're heirs of the promise. Hebrews 6.17 In the same way God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of its purpose and opposed with an oath. We are heirs of the promise. Of all the promises of God, every one of them, if you find a promise, 
in the Word of God, you can claim it because it's yours. You're an inheritor of all the promises of God and the whole inheritance. Again, it's not like I'm going to get one and somebody else is going to get a different one. No, it's the whole in inheritance. Also, we see that we're the heirs of the grace of God. Hebrews 1.14, Are they not all ministering spirits, uh, speaking of angels, sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? We in, in, uh, inherit salvation. Also, we, we're heirs of the grace. Actually, I skipped that one. 1 Peter 3 7. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with the weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a what? Fellow heir of the grace of life. We're heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. These are what we inherit. Also, we're heirs according to the hope of eternal life, which we've already seen, so that being justified by His grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And that's not a hope so, that is a no so. Hope so. We have eternal life. Right now, we have that. Also, we're, we're uh, heirs of uh, righteousness. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not seen, in reverence, prepared an ark of the salvation of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. We're heirs of the kingdom, James 2.5. Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? Pretty incredible, isn't it? Pretty incredible. And this is just a, a taste of what uh, we find here in, in Scripture. What kind of inheritance is mine, you may ask? Well, we're heir to all, and I say all, the things of God. Notice in Romans 8, in verse 32, this is sort of skipping ahead here, but he says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us, how will you not also with him freely give us what? All things. In other words, if God has done the greatest imaginable thing that he could do, which was crucifying his son, if he did that, which is the most incredible thing he could have ever done, will he not do the lesser, which is give us all things? Sure he will. That's what he's saying. He didn't spare his son. He gonna, he's going to give us all things in Christ. We have all things, and they're ours. This, uh, of course, means heir of all things that whatever Christ possesses, you possess, because it's yours. 1 Corinthians 3, 21, and Paul says this, so then let, 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23, so then let no one boast in men, and they were, they will boast in whether they were of Paul, Cephas, and so, but all things belong to 
you. All things belong to you. Whether Paul or Paul or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things belong to you. And you belong to Christ and that's why they belong to us because they belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. We're joint heirs, it also says. It. We're joint heirs in this verse. It means that the Children of God enter in jointly with Christ into the possession of the inheritance which was bestowed upon Him. You know, there's, there's going to be some amazing things when we get to heaven. This is one of them. It is a trustworthy statement for if we died with Him, and we've already seen that, we've done that, we will also live with Him that's a promise. What we will also inherit is living with Him. If we endure, we will also what? Reign. Reign with Him. And if we deny Him, He will deny us. And then it says here, Or do you not know that the saints will what? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? But see, that's what we inherit. And if the world is judged by you, you are not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Do you not know that we will judge what? Angels. I don't understand that. I, I, you know, but God says it, and I believe it. And we'll leave it with that. But that's what His Word tells us. Uh, this is what we inherit. That we will reign with Him in His dominion. That's how He loves us. And that's what we have inherited. Because <clears throat> he was raised, we will be raised. That's 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15. Just read that whole chapter about the resurrection of the, of the dead. And Christ was raised, we will be raised. And, and it's just it's powerful. The whole chapter of 1 Corinthians 15. And then the glory of our bodies will be the same kind as his. Philippians 3, 20 and 21 for our citizenship is not again on this earth, but in heaven from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah. <laughs> I know I am. After what I've, you know, operations that I've been through and, and some more than me. And to conform it with the body of His glory. He has a glorified body. We will have a glorified body by the exertion of the power that he is uh, even to the subject of all things to himself. Wow. The glory that the Father gave to him, we will also have that glory. John 17, 22 through 24. The glory which you have given me I have given to them. We will inherit that. That we may be one just, uh, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me. We're going to be with him again where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. He loved us before the foundation of the world. 
And these are all our promises that we have. We're going to live in a very glorious place. It's going to be called heaven. And I can't even imagine that. Uh, people have written about it and talked about it. Uh, but let me ask you this. What is the best thing in heaven that God has for us? Think of, somebody said it. Christ, Jesus, and Himself. What is the best thing in heaven that God has for us is Himself. See, there won't be any need of gold. There won't be any need of money. There won't be any need of the things that we think we have to have on this earth. We just think we need all those things here on this earth. Why? Because we're sinful and we're selfish and, 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 and well, we can help people, you know, and that's a good thing. But in heaven, there won't be any need for this stuff. What does the psalmist say? The Lord is the portion of my what? Who is? Lord. And my cup. You support my lot. Psalm 73, and I love this. This is, ah. Oh. Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven? Does he not make it plain? What else do you need in heaven but him? What else do you need on earth? Nothing but Him. See, we have His presence. We have His power. We have His Spirit. We have Him living in us. And besides you, and can we say that? Can you say this? I mean, you, you want to know if you're... Are you letting stuff go? I mean, in the, not, I'm not talking about living on the street. or, But I'm talking about... Have you let this stuff go or does it mean something to you to where you just got to have it? Hold on to it. Don't let it go. No, what does the psalmist say? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my what? Portion forever. Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and I will dwell among them. And they shall be His people. And God Himself will be among them. That's all we need. That's all we need today is God with us. That's all we need. And He will wipe. See, this is, this is a promise. This is what we will inherit. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Are you looking forward to that? Amen. I am. And there will be no longer any death. Boy, Loved ones come, loved ones go, friends come and go, and we weep because we miss them and we love them. But he says there's coming a time when there will be no longer any death. There will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain. The, fir these, the first things have passed away. 
And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things. Very clearly will inherit these things. And I will be his God and he will be what? My son. Or daughter if you're... What value do you place on stuff? You know, being in the furniture refinishing business is, is, a, is a, a fun business. I enjoy watching something that's all dented and beat up or loose or, or painted and you take it back to its natural wood and you end up sometimes with a, a thing of beauty. And so that's, I love to do that. But it's amazing because some people will bring in something that uh, belonged to their great, 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 great grandmother. And they really treasure this. It's, oh, it, and it's a piece of junk. I mean, it's just the veneers peeled off of it. It's just falling apart. And, and you go, they go, but this is so valuable to me because it belonged to my great aunt or my mother or my father, whatever. And I said, yeah, I understand, but uh, it's worth about, and you hate to say this, about $50. But it's going to cost 500 to fix it. And they'll say, fix it. And I'll say, $450 before I start. <laughs> because if they don't come back to pick it up, I can't resell it, you see. Because it's valuable to them. Where do we have our eyes fixed? Do we fix our eyes on Christ? Do we fix our eyes on what's to come? Because our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here on this earth. And the things of this world should grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Is that true in your life? So often it's not in mine. Because we worry about this and we worry about that. And he tells us not to do that because he's going to take care of us. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful God we have. Think about it. Think about it. How how could a God, first of all, how could a God love me? How could God love me? How could God adopt me when I have sinned against Him so often? When I have failed Him so often? When I have done things to break His heart, He still loves me. Does that ever just overwhelm you? It should. It should overwhelm us. We should just be taken back by it because we're such great sinners And he is such a holy, righteous God. And he still loves me. So much that he sent his only son, his only begotten son, to die for me when I was his enemy. Romans 5, 8. 
while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What love. And not only that, but he has blessed us. He has given us so much Amen. when we don't deserve it. This morning, we're coming to this table. And this table, beloved, is for sinners. It's for sinners who love Jesus. It is a, it is a table for those who need Jesus. It is not a table for those who have arrived. It is for those who need Christ. And we need to feed on Him by faith every day. We need to trust Him every day more and more and grow in the grace and knowledge of Him because He's done so much for us.